This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. So have you ever heard people telling you to be an encourager? We heard this by our ambassadors and mentors all the time. They tell us to come alongside those who need help and point them to Christ. But how do we do that? How can we show God's love via encouraging? Well, I'm glad you're here today because I'll be uh, diving into four points that we all need to hear, including myself, on how we can encourage people. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for allowing us all to be here today through all this COVID things. And for those who aren't here, I just pray with them. Whatever's going on in their lives, God, we just pray for them. There's many prayer requests going on throughout this room, Lord. Many of us don't know what's going on in other people's life. We just ask you if it be your will to answer every one of those, Lord. Um, tonight, allow you to speak through me and not what I want to say, but what you do. And allow us to learn what we want you to hear through this message. In Jesus' name, amen. First, let's get a better understanding of what it means to encourage. According to the Webster Dictionary, encourage means to inspire by, with courage and hope. Most of us, when we hear this word, we think of complimenting someone or telling someone before a big game that they can do it. While these things are important, this isn't the type of encouraging the scripture wants us to give. God wants us to encourage others in him. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts 17.27. Acts 17, 27. It's page 961 in my Bible, if that helps any of y'all. It reads, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him, and find him, thou ye be not far from every one of us. Encouragement is shared with the hope that they will look to God. It points out evidence of grace in another's life to help them see that God's still there and is using them. It points out to a person that God's promises that assures them that all they face is under control. For my first point, we will see how we can encourage by coming alongside a person and helping them. Take Jonathan, for example, in 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4. 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4. It reads, And it came to pass, when he made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day, and would let him go no more home to his, house, his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him, and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword, his bow, and to his girdle. Jonathan loved and cared about David so much, he was willing to get the clothes right off his back just to encourage David. He, when David was discouraged, Jonathan came up alongside him and encouraged him. Another example we see in the Bible is Barnabas, which is one of the biggest encouragers we see in the Bible. He traveled with Paul on many missionary trips to foreign countries, which were most of the time hostile. Paul, on many occasions, were be was beaten. And when he was discouraged, Barnabas would come alongside of him and let him know God is always there and that he is not done with him yet. He spoke up for good. Turn with me to Acts 11.23. Acts 
it reads, who when he came, he had seen the grace of God, was glad, exhorted them all with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. Vocal expression is a measure of a good man, when you say the right thing. He was instrumental, Barnabas was, in encouraging new believers. He was quick to point them to the Lord. The word used here, cleave, is the, in the Greek means proskalysis, which means to glue, to adhere to, to join. Barnabas, while on his trip, was encouraging these people to uh, cleave to the God so they can become a family because they were becoming a family. Sex exhortation is a good gauge for the mark of a good man of God. Let us mark well what we say. Another account of Barnabas we see is when Paul and him split ways. Turn with me to Acts 15, a couple pages over. Acts 15, 37 to 40. Acts 15, 37 to 40. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul was not good to take, thought not good to take with him, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to work. And the contention was, content, uh, contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed in Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. We see here Paul doesn't want to take John Mark with him on the mission trip, so he takes Silas. And Barnabas takes John Mark. Later in the scriptures, in 2 Timothy 4.11, it reads, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me in the ministry. Now we see Paul wants John Mark, for he has become effective in the ministry. On his trips, John Mark was encouraged and learned from Barnabas, and God used it for his glory. Through all these examples, we see how God uses encouragement. And David's life, even after the death of Jonathan, he was encouraging himself in the Lord due to Jonathan's influence. In John Mark's life, God sent Barnabas to teach and encourage him so God could use him in the ministry. We never know what God is going to do in a person's life. That is why when God tells us to go encourage someone, we should obey. For my second point, we can encourage people by praying. Turn with me to Ephesians 6.18. Ephesians 6.18. Find it. Aha. Found it. Okay. It reads, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all presence and supplication for all the saints. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to a missionary that was close to my heart. He was telling me how his son was very sick and that they were very worried. He took his son to a doctor, and the doctor told him that his son had a virus, but it was okay. He was going to get better. That's when, that he told me, that's when he felt people praying for him, for his safety and his family's. He said it was encouraging and comforting to know that people prayed for him and cared. We don't always have to talk to people to encourage them. We can pray. One of the greatest and biggest prayer words we see in the Bible is, of course, Jesus. There are over 38 times mentioned in the gospel that Jesus went out to pray. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John 17, 20 to 23. John 17, 20 to 23. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them which also shall believe on me through their word, that they all might be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, 
that they also may be in one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the Lord which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved me, as thou hast loved me. In these passages, Jesus is praying for us. It is very uplifting to think that Jesus, who created the whole world, prayed for me. I mean, the great Savior Almighty prayed for me. It is humbling and encouraging to think about. We should pray for others the same way Jesus prayed for us. For my third point, we can encourage by rejoicing and mourning with others. After a big college or professional sports team, there is lots of celebration, especially among their fans. Celebration parties break out everywhere, in the houses, in the streets, you name it. Simultaneously, the other team sulks around. They avoid people who like the other team, and they, some even might even get depressed. These people rejoice and mourn with their teams. Likewise, we need to rejoice and mourn with others. In Romans 12, 15, it reads, Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Rejoice. It is easy to rejoice with a sports team when they win, but can you when things get hard? Promotion day is here. You expect to get your promotion as you walk into your office that day, but you don't get it. Your coworker does. How does that make you feel? I bet most people in this room would have bitter thoughts towards that person. Now take that and compare it to how God would want us to act towards that person. It doesn't line up, does it? God wants us to rejoice with them when something good happens for them. Weep with them that weep. Pain is everywhere nowadays. With this whole COVID thing, what's happening in Ukraine, it's just very sad. I have a friend who lost someone really, really close to him. And even if you just go up and try to talk with them, try to say you're sorry, that just makes things worse. Sometimes the best thing we can do is just go and sit with them and just cry with them and just mourn the loss for someone with like that. Jesus, while on earth, mourned with tons of people. Same, we need to do that as Jesus would have done. My last point, we can encourage by witnessing. Imagine this. Go back to the day you got saved, the burden lifted from your shoulders, the joy of knowing God, the relief of going to heaven, the want to serve God. Isn't it just encouraging to someone who is lost, knowing that the God who created the whole world wants to save you? I mean, isn't that amazing? Turn with me to Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. Pretty sure most of you have this memorized. For the wages of sin is death, but, I'm going to read that again, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. We deserve eternal damnation, but God sent his son to be so we can be saved. I mean, isn't this amazing? We need to get this out to everyone that will hear that there is a loving God that cares about you. The saving knowledge of God is comforting and encouraging. Encouraging people is important. Come alongside them and help. Pray for those who need it. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and meet with them that weep. And reach out to those who are lost. And never ever forget that God is always there to help you and is always there. Let's pray. Dear Lord, 
we just thank you for all the things that we've seen today, God, that was just given to you uh, by you, God, that allow us to be able to take all these to our heart, that we may be able to encourage those who are having a hard time, who need your love, God. There's so many people, especially with all these things going on, God, it just, it's just a hard thing for all these people to go through. Um, if it be your will, allow all of us here to be able to take these to our heart and share these, God. Um, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to do this, God, and I just thank you so much for being with Landon as he gave his message, God. That was very encouraging to me. I'm pretty sure to many other people as well. I just thank you so much for that. And I thank you for all the other people who came up and gave, um, who talked, like uh, Daniel Radice and the, when the people when they sang, God. I just thank you so much for them. Um, it was very encouraging, God. Please be with us for the rest of the night. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.